You're listening to GGR Pirate Radio. Don't be a juice bag. This is called Pirate Radio. Before we get started, does anyone want to get out? You run around this city like it's your damn shooting gallery. Yeah, what do you do? What do you do? You act like it's a playground. You beat up the bullies with your fists. You throw them in jail. Everybody calls you a hero, right? And then a month, a week, a day later, they're back on the streets doing the yeah. same goddamn so, thing. So you just put them in the morgue. You're goddamn right, I do. If one chooses to walk the way of the Mandalore, you are both hunter and prey. This is the way. This is the way. The Force will be with you. Always. Be bold. Be brave. Courageous. Black alert. This is called Pirate Radio. We a refuge for great geeks, cause round here we don't get geek. We don't care for the hate speech. That's why we ain't mainstream. So we linked up on the same team. No heights we can't reach. We are fan, we're hearts true. If you feel the same, sing along too. Say great geek, great geek, refuge, refuge, great geek, great geek, refuge, refuge. Don't be a juice bag, cause round here we don't do that. Don't be a juice bag, cause round here we don't do that. It's like, yeah, uh, no, action news. And now, your host, Mike Lutzberg. I'm totally gonna use that, too. <laughs> <laughs> Good evening, and welcome to this episode of At the Diner, a spooky werewolf by night review. Um, I am your haunted host, Mike Lunsford. I can't do this anymore. I try. Um, (laughs) (laughs) um, I'm excited. I I fucking love spooky shit. It's spooky season. It's October. Um, So what better way for us to do an episode of At the Diner that's spooky than to do one about Werewolf by Night, uh, the most recent MCU special presentation. Actually, I think this is the first one they've done. Yeah, um, yeah. So I'm super excited about this. Um, again, I am your host, Mike Lunsford. I'm also the editor-in-chief of our website. It is greatgeekrefuge.com. Check us out. There are tons of podcasts. There's tons of articles. We just hit a giant milestone. We have over 180,000 subscribers on our podcast network. That is exciting as hell, and I'm happy to be here. And thank you all who are out there listening and subscribing and sharing. You guys are the best. Joining me for this podcast, as always, when we talk about geeky, nerdy things here at the diner, I have got my two co-hosts. In co-host seat number one, the most tenured podcaster and um, contributor here on the website. He's got two podcasts that are not here at the diner. He's got um, The Overflow. He's also got our sports podcast, which is called GGR Post Game. Um, in fact, the most popular content on our website when you just go to the website is stuff by this dude um he's also a very talented musician you should check out his stuff it's on Bandcamp. it's on spotify anywhere you can find music his name is mc brooks guys what if zelda was a grill one can dream <laughs> if only if only we're also graced by the presence you guys can't see him but this is one happy ass dog yeah um, cosmo yeah, Cosmo is in MC's lap right now, and that dog is smiling so big right now. Like, he's so yeah. happy to be there. <laughs> uh, and co-host seat number two. You know him. You love him. He is blessed with the gift of gab because 
This man can talk about just about any topic in the geeky nerdy realm and know exactly what the fuck he's talking about. He is well-versed in comic books, in movies, in TV shows, so much so that we have nicknamed him The Professor. His name is James Rambo. Did y'all know they still make cream savers? They do. Really? Huh. Yeah. Wow. The more you know. You can, you, uh, you can order them online. They come in like little rolls, like Mentos. Ooh. That is exciting. The strawberry ones are, are pretty banging, man. We got a, a strawberry and a, an orange. Ah, yes, like a creamsicle Ooh, orange. They're yeah. pretty dope. Yeah. Werewolf by Night. Um, let's talk about this. First off, I want to mention the fact that Elsa Bloodstone was in this it gave me this really cool early 2000s flashback because I've talked about it on the podcast before, how much I love the comic book series Next Wave, Agents of Hate. Elsa Bloodstone is one of the characters from that. And as soon as I heard, oh, and this is your, you know, your daughter, Elsa, and I'm like, oh, Elsa Bloodstone, that's right. <laughs> I got so excited because I was like, fuck the monster hunter, she's here. Um, I was super excited about that. But um, just to kind of like kick off the tone, I fucking loved this. I'm calling it a movie. I fucking loved this Basically. Movie. Yeah. I enjoyed the shit out of this. I loved the tone. I loved that it was black and white until the very end, a la uh, Wizard of Oz. Um, I, I love fucking Michael, and I butcher his name every time. I want to say Giacchino, but that's not how he pronounces it. It's Giaccio, I think. Oh, I don't fucking know. I'm saying Giacchino and, until I hear otherwise. Yeah. I, yeah. I, 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 that's, I, that's, that's, that's how it was. I heard him say it. Like, how does... I'm looking it up right now. Michael Giacchino pronounce his name. Yeah, because he's in a video and he goes, Michael Giaccio. Yeah, hang on. I'll sit, I'll share it with you guys. So you guys oh, Giacchino. 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 Giacchino is the way he Giacchino. said it. Giacchino. Michael Giacchino. We'll say it five more times so that everybody knows. Giacchino. Michael Giacchino is the director. Giacchino. How do we know Michael Giacchino? Well, Michael Giacchino is also a composer, and Michael Giacchino has composed such uh, scores as The Batman, which is one of the best recent scores. Like, holy crap, it's so good. Um, he did the score for Lost. He did the score for the new Star Trek movies um, that were the J.J. Abrams-directed ones. Um, he did a ton... He's done a ton of MCU stuff, too. Um, he is a well thought of and respected composer, but Michael Giacchino is also the director of Werewolf by Night. And man, I didn't know that this dude could do that. I was super impressed with this across the board. I thought the story was great. I thought the acting was great. Everything about it. Like I, I didn't have anything, but I'm also a pretty easy reviewer. Um, <laughs> I didn't have any fault with this at all. Like I really liked what they did. I liked that there were a lot of Easter eggs here. Um, there was a lot of subtext to it as well that I caught that I really, really enjoyed. Um, I'm just curious how they're all going to tie this together with the rest of the big picture. But even if they don't, fucking who cares? This was fun as shit. And I might even go back and watch it again. I enjoyed it that much. Um, Rambo, we'll start with you and then we'll go to MC to get get kind of reactions of uh, of the, the movie across the board. Rambo, what did you think of Werewolf by Night? Oh, I loved it. Yeah, um, I was genuinely surprised at how violent it was. Yeah, um, and yeah, bloody. Uh, say again. I, I was just saying, yeah. I'm yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, you got some limbs getting cut off. You got some blood spray on camera and shit. Also, 
that is 100% part of the reason why it's black and white. Oh, yeah. um, mm -hmm. Because you can get away with shit in black and white that you cannot get away with in, in, in color. Um, thing, yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, I really dug all the performances. I, I love the way they handled Man Thing. Uh, the fact that he's actually a practical effect, like that's actually a suit, really oh. shows how no much shit. that works. Yep. It's awesome. Um, like the awesome. like the eyes are digitally augmented, and there's probably bits and pieces about the body that are as well. But when you have a physical, practical effect, it always works better. Always. Um, uh, I don't know if either of y'all watched uh, Hellraiser, the new one. No, because I, I never saw seen... the original, so I don't know if I need to see that first. You or... do not. Okay. Not in the slightest. Okay. Uh, but be forewarned, it is gory, it is violent, and it is fucked up. Uh, <laughs> yeah. There's, I mean, like, that's that's sort of the the... the BDSM factors very heavily in Hellraiser. Uh, like, there's a reason that all of the Cenobites are wearing black leather, at least in the old stuff. Um, it's it's not coincidental. Um, but, uh, yeah, practical effects augmented with, with CG always, always, always look better. Um, and and Michael Giacchino made a point of being, you know, being like, no, we're going to do as much practical stuff as we can. I, I just looked up his, his directing credits. He's got three one of which is for a short called Monster Challenge. And I'm going to watch this immediately. Yeah. It's got a huge cast for being a 13-minute short, uh, including Pat Oswalt, Ben Schwartz, Amy Brenneman, Tom Everett Scott, uh, Dermot Mulroney, Benedict Wong. What? Um, yeah. It's uh, the, yeah. The, okay. the IMDb... Uh, uh, um, Summation is a hapless Patton Oswalt finds himself catapulted into an outrageous series of challenges on an, in an infectiously silly tribute to the eccentricities of Japanese game shows and monster films. Uh, yeah, Chikino wrote and directed it. This sounds and fun. it's on YouTube, and I will be watching it immediately. I, I yeah. will drop a link in the chat. Well done. Um, but yeah, no, it was it was a lot of fun. I. Uh, I wish that the the werewolf was a little slimmer and not quite as as like densely furry, because uh, there were definitely moments when it, it looked like someone had just taken a bunch of fun fur and just kind of draped it over uh, uh, Gabriel Garcia Bernal um, or Gael Garcia Bernal rather. Um, but uh, I do like that they only said his first name in this, and they didn't say his last. Name. I wish they had said his last name. Um, I wish that like they had like he had officially introduced himself to Elsa like at the end uh, as Jack Russell, and she could have just laughed because it's very silly. Yeah. Um, I like the uh, the whole like kind of um, Dia de los Muertos thing with the face paint. Yeah. Um, uh, there's there's a there's a moment when uh when he's you know once once we get to like the world transformation um uh where they're trying to hunt him in the room and you can see that he's up on one of the statues and his eyes flash um like it's a total like it's it is the joy of lack of realism yes. it is a perfectly graphic thing mike i think your mic is out again Hello. 
Hey, there you go. Um, yeah, I didn't yeah, no, say I thought, anything. I said yes. I, that, yes. Like, okay. Like, yeah. Like, yeah. Um, <laughs> but, uh, but it just like, you know, graphically, it looked great. It was a lot of fun. Um, yeah, I had, I had a lovely time with it. I, I'm hoping for this, this, honestly, is the kind of thing I have wanted from both DC and Marvel for years. Um, give me, like, a, give me a fucking anthology series, man, of, like, here's a bunch of shorts. And if there's one or two that are really popular and go really well, then we'll expand that into a feature or a series or something. And Warner Brothers was going to do it, and then the merger happened, and it has been canceled. Um... But the, yeah, the, the, the Marvel pre social presentation thing is a great way to fill in little gaps, to introduce new characters, to to basically, you know, take bigger risks with things that just don't require stories, you know? to tell fun stories. Just, you know, take bigger risks with things that don't require, you know, $200 million. Yeah. I don't know what the budget for was for, for Open Night, but I'd be surprised if it was more than like 50 or $60 million. Um, Look it up right now. It, I mean, it looks great. It was a lot of fun. Um, it manages to include a bunch of little Easter eggs and things. There's a, there's a, um, a Gore the God Butcher reference. There's a, a Sasquatch reference. There's, I'm not positive, but I'm like pretty sure. There's a Baron Blood reference. There's a bunch of little things that uh, are just great little Marvel Easter eggs. That you know, in in the in the sort of classic uh, uh, vein of how MCU handles things, where it's if you know, you know, and if you don't, it does not in any way lessen your experience. Um, but yeah, I'm I was really pleased with the the um, in the various images you see of like the Bloodstone family, uh, the sort of like like relief paintings and frescoes and shit they have on the walls. Yeah. Um, one of them is Sasquatch is is a Sasquatch, and in um, in the comics, Alpha Flight is the Canadian superhero team, and there's a character named Sasquatch, this guy who can turn into a Bigfoot. Um, one of the frescoes is like um, it's literally just like they took a panel from Jason Aaron's Thor run and dropped it in, and it's and it's the the comic version of Gore. Um, and uh, another is uh, it's not it's not one of the frescoes, but it's one of the the heads, the head of the vampire uh, on the wall. I'm like ninety nine percent sure that's supposed to be Baron Blood. Um, and Baron Blood was a Captain America villain, and he's also uh, one of the first confirmed kills Captain America has in the comics um, back in like 80 or 81 um, uh, it really doesn't show just side note like I was looking up the um, the budget it doesn't really tell you because it's not a feature film it's it's part of the Disney plus umbrella so like I, I can't find like a solid this is how much it cost. Yeah. So yeah, I dropped an image of Baron Blood in the uh, in the chat. Um, yeah. Um, I, I agreed with 
everything, honestly. <laughs> like, I I loved the werewolf costume because it felt like a 1930s, 1940s universal monster picture. Um, it didn't feel... Because, like, I, I'm picturing once he turns into the werewolf, because, I, I mean, I didn't do any research on this. I just went in and watched it. I was expecting it to be CGI. And I'm really glad it wasn't. Yeah. And it's the same thing with Man-Thing. I'm so glad to hear that that was a suit. Like, that it was practical. That is so, so encouraging. Because the problem with the with CG is there's an Uncanny Valley thing where it's like, okay, this is so real, it looks fake. And, like, we've we've ragged on Marvel for their their visuals many times for, for not being, like, as good as they could be or, or missing whatever issue it is. You don't have to worry about that with this. And, like, I thought it was great. Um, I loved... Um, yeah, I thought I thought it was fantastic. Like when he when he came out and looked like a werewolf, it was like this looks like a dude with a bunch of makeup on. I was like, that's actually exactly what I want. Okay, good. Yeah. Um, the only thing that I can think of, the only other practical werewolf I've ever seen that was like really fucking frightening, is is it werewolf? It's it's like an '80s movie. Um, Some howling. Was it American Werewolf in London? Is that the one where where like, you the, only see the werewolf at the end? The transformation scene is like frightening. Like, you see, like, his fingers grow. Like, he, he ends up, like, having a conversation with his friend who's it's dead. It's from London. Yes. Okay. You know what I'm yeah. talking about then. Yeah. That movie was fantastic. Like, that movie was on Comedy Central years ago when I was a kid. And I watched it. And I was like, this movie's scary as shit. I love it. If you like, if you cut down a lot of the especially violent stuff, it is yeah. very funny. Yeah. Um, I mean, like, the transformation only... sequence at the end is set to Blue Moon. Like it's that that's what's playing over the whole sequence. Yeah, it is kind of goofy, yeah. But like it's it's still good. Um Oh, absolutely. That's so whenever I think of a werewolf, that's what I think of. I think of that werewolf because it's I remember being a kid and it scared me. Um but like this was more like the I don't know what the year exactly it was, but it's more of that like universal monster movie werewolf that's what he looked like i was like okay this is kind of cool and i'm almost 100 percent positive that, that that was an, an homage to that because there were so many oh, definitely in this and like the little things that i loved about this i loved that jack did not call him man thing no he was just the monster he was ted yeah he would not refer to him as anything other than ted and that's how elsa was able to communicate him communicate mm -hmm. with him and she was like Ted and the noise he made he goes huh like mm -hmm. I, <laughs> that was great and like yeah I, I, I love the shit out of Ted and I did so much research on man thing uh, he's I didn't realize that he was the guardian of the nexus of the multiverse yep and I thought that was cool as shit too and now we can see where man thing might pop up and other things in the future but like I enjoyed the shit out of the character. I love how him and Jack are just having a regular conversation at the end. He's like, yeah, let's go get some food. What do you want? And he's like, how about sushi? Sushi sound good? And he's like, yeah, yeah, that sounds good. <laughs> like, just fucking wonderful. I loved that. Um, I, I really, really enjoyed this whole thing. And, like, it had these awesome, creepy elements that don't actually make sense, but are creepy and cool. Very, like, Tim Burton-esque as far as, like, Beetlejuice. Like, when the, um, I can't remember the guy's name, but the... Um, Count Bloodstone, the guy that's dead, the the corpse. Yeah. Um, when they stick the the fucking stick into his um, into his um, 
tomb and like start winding it like it's a fucking music box and he yeah. starts talking i was like this is so <laughs> fucking weird but so cool like yeah i i really really enjoyed this this just across the board um mr brooks what say you about werewolf by night shit sucked i'm just kidding <laughs> um fuck this werewolf Fuck all this bullshit. <laughs> Fuck y'all for liking it. <laughs> yeah. No, uh, this was a lot of fun, honestly. It was uh like it's it was nice to see Marvel kind of I mean, we we've you we kind of talked at length about this with everything they've done in phase four, but it's nice to kind of see them just do just something other than what they had been, seemingly breaking the the formula that even She Hulk kind of made fun of with their the finale. And just like Lean, just like leaning into just doing different things and finding more creative, unique ways to, uh, you know, kind of switch up, you know, how they're creating stuff with these characters in particular. I mean, like, uh, like I agree. Like, I, I want Marvel to do more stuff that's kind of in this vein. These, you know, these shorter things that, you know, that are largely self-contained. But, you know, if you want to do more with it and, like, connect it to your wider universe, you can. Or they can just kind of leave this as as is and never, I mean, I don't think they would. But, like, they could, in theory, just leave this as is and never revisit any of this because it was kind of completely self-contained without directly referencing something else. Like, we don't even really know where this takes place in the timeline of the MCU. Like, yeah. is this, if this is happening earlier, earlier, or was this a couple of years ago? Is this post blip? Like how, like we know nothing about any of this. So they can really, they can really kind of do whatever they want with this. And I want them to do more stuff like this, just because we, I know that they can kind of open the door for uh, other types of storytelling and just doing more weird shit <laughs> with this stuff. Especially if you're going to really lean into like the more cults and more supernatural stuff, which they're clearly trying to do. We, we know that they're clearly trying to do between like Miss Marvel and Moon Knight and some of and this. Obviously, they really want to lean more into it. I, I, I enjoyed the hell out of this. It was a lot of fun. It kind of reminds me, it reminded me a lot of like the movies I would watch with my grandparents when I would be really young. Um, <laughs> And even though like horror doesn't necessarily creep me out, I could feel the creepiness of several like uh, parts of this. I love Ted's my favorite character. Yeah, I uh, just like that they managed to make him completely menacing, and then split second they can really I guess like humanize his eyes enough that it's like oh, Ted's just Ted. It's not even not even creepy anymore. Yeah, it was uh, it was it was it was really fun. The action, the kind like. I enjoyed everything about this. It, it makes me really curious about uh, like what they're what else they're gonna do. Um, fun fact: the guy in the suit for Ted also played. Um, I can't think of the uh, black, oh, black yeah. yeah from Book of Boba Fett, Black Kersantan. Yeah, yeah, same, yeah, same, yeah, same, uh, same actor. I thought was uh, I thought was was, was kind of cool. Yeah, hurt, like. Man. Yeah, I like, I just I enjoyed the shit out of this. I I want them to to just do more stuff like this. I want to know where Jack and Co and Elsa are gonna pop up next. Um, I mean, because Marvel does seem like they have an idea. They, I mean, like we're gonna get more TV specials. We're gonna get the Guardians Christmas one um, mm -hmm. uh, later. There's rumors of Nova now turning into this as yeah. opposed to being a full feature film. 
And I mean, honest, and, and, and given the kind of hidden miss nature of the TV shows, like this could also be another way to, to bring people in without feeling like you need to craft something that is going to require six, uh, six episodes worth of stuff oh, yeah. or nine episodes worth of stuff where, you know, sometimes you get episodes that don't connect to anything. Um, and in this, you can just like, oh, no, we're just going to introduce this person and, you know, where do they pop after, where they pop up after here will remain to be seen. But now you know that they are out there somewhere. Yeah. So yeah, I, I, had a lot of fun. I had a lot of fun with this. I, I, I very much want to watch it again. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm going to give it some give it some time for sure. I, I definitely enjoyed it as well. Um, yeah, just good shit across the board. Um, anybody have any parting thoughts on uh, Werewolf by Night before we hop into um, She-Hulk? Uh, I mean, I th what I thought was cool was I'm pretty sure that, uh, you know, old Master Bloodstone is supposed to be based on, at least in look, on uh, Simon Garth, the zombie. Um, which is an old Marvel monster character. Um, like honestly, when I saw him in the trailers, I was like, "Oh, they have the you know, they, have, they have the zombie there." Um, and no, it's it's uh, uh, yeah, no, yeah. And somebody else says the same thing. They're like, "Yeah, Jack Russell." And they, somebody's gone through and done like comic image, uh, uh, you know, show image. And one of the last ones they show is Simon Garth as, as the zombie. Um, yeah. But then, yeah, there's just a bunch of little Easter eggs and shit. It was, yeah, it was a lot of fun. Uh, also, yeah, who fucking knew that Michael Chikino had it in him? Yeah. I, right? I had like, no idea. Like, apparently Pat Oswald yeah. did, you know? Yeah. Like, yeah. I'm I'm super excited about this just because, like, th there's so much. Like, I, we're, in, in one way, shape, or form, all three of us are, are, are some form of artist or performer, like, in some way, shape, or form. And, like, I love seeing talented people do talented people shit. Yeah. This is what this was. And like it fit because the, the dude has such a great sense of humor. Cause we've talked about this before. If you go through and you look at the soundtracks that he does, like the, the track listings are all puns and they're fucking fantastic. <laughs> and like, you can tell the guy has a really good sense of humor and you can see that in this too. And like, he just, it, yeah. Talented people doing talented people shit, you know, like it, it's always, yeah, good. yeah man. Yeah. So. Yeah. It's, it's it really is just a testament too to just Kevin Feige because he's seemingly done this quite a few times now. Just getting someone that you would not expect, who's not necessarily the biggest name, or not not a name that you would associate with directing, and giving them a shot and let, letting them have yeah. the creative reign to to do something fun. Yeah. What was the Russo brothers' big claim to fame before they they came to? Um, um captain america civil war it was or not civil war um winter soldier it was they directed community they've done a bunch of episodes of community yeah. yeah yeah so i mean like trusting people the guy who is the director yeah. of ant-man um if peyton i remember reed. correct peyton reed peyton reed's claim to fame before he directed ant-man was bring it on that was the the yeah. i don't think it was the last thing he did but it was like yeah. the biggest thing he did. yeah the biggest yeah. thing I, yeah. I still remember like at some, at one point somebody scoffed at that and it was one of my <laughs> it's one of my proudest nerd moments they scoffed at that and they were like it's, you're gonna have the guy who did the cheerleading movie like direct an action movie it's gonna be lame and i was like hey have you ever seen a cheerleading a competition ever have you seen that movie and he's like well no and i was like there's so much good choreography in that movie in order to make those scenes look realistic i was like this is gonna be awesome and ant-man yeah. ant-man was pretty dope wasn't it like 
Yeah. Yeah. So in your face, nameless nerd who thought that he was going to be back. <laughs> so, um, yeah. yeah, yeah. When, uh, when, um, Sean Levy was announced for the new Deadpool. Yeah. I was like, really? The museum guy? And yeah, yeah, I, that's right. I then went and looked at his, his filmography and I'm like, oh, no, he's he's put some work in. And he also directed a bunch of last season of Stranger Things. Mm. Um, so, like, dude knows how to handle some some gory shit and uh, isn't necessarily doing all the things you would necessarily, you would especially, you know, associate him with. Yep. So, yeah. 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 I think it'll be yeah. good stuff, man. Either, either whatever we end up getting, for sure. Um, yeah, and they, they they had talked about bringing in Blade for this movie too. That they that was one of the things that uh, ended up getting cut. Was having Blade show up in? Uh, yeah, and one yeah, of... have him being one of the people who shows up uh, for the the kills. Which honestly, I think that was a wise move is to to yeah. not have him. It, it apparently like Man Thing wasn't even supposed to be. It wasn't even part of the original plan. And Marvel was like, "Hey, you got to include him." Um, and Jakino was like, "Fuck! All right, like, well, let's see if I can do it." And he did a fantastic job of it. He really did, man. The, yeah, the fucking acid hands—that effect I love was that. so cool. So, yeah, I was like, he picked up the dude. It, it's the punk from Star Trek Four. Um, the the guy with the big beard. Um, I don't remember his the character's name. Oh, dude, I don't remember. Yeah, the guy with the big beard who got turned like burnt, like basically, man, or uh, Ted picks him up and like melts him. Um, yeah. Yeah, he was in the most recent season of Star Trek Picard, um, but he has a long Star Trek history. He was one of the famous scenes from Star Trek Four is Kirk and Spock get on a bus and they're going to yeah, Sausalito to go find the whales, right? And there's a, a a punk, like actual like punk, like like mohawk and everything, and he's got a big boombox and he's listening to punk music. And Kirk is like, hey, turn that down. The guy's like, F you, and gives him the finger, right? And then Spock gives him the Vulcan nerve pinch, and he passes out. That's the guy. The punk from that Star Trek movie was this guy with the big beard in um, Werewolf by Night. That's funny. Yeah. That, uh, yeah. That guy was, uh, like a, he was part of the crew. Yeah. On, on, on Star Trek Ford. Yeah. Um, just a fucking guy. Yeah. And now he's he was also in Spider-Man: Homecoming. Was he really? Yeah, play the homeless guy holding the uh, the boombox. Oh, yeah, he's a producer. He was a producer on Voyage Home. Yeah. Uh, and they were like, "Hey, we need somebody to do this thing." He's like, "Fuck, I'll do it." Yeah, <laughs> that's awesome. That is really cool. It, it's just nice, like having these like little bit parts that you see, and you're like, "I know that dude." It's just, it's, it's cool. Um, so that being said, yeah, we'll go ahead and wrap this one up, and then we're going to oh. be talking about She-Hulk because oh, did you find something? Oh no, no, I was, I was, he's done a lot of stuff with the Muppets. Nice. Like, yeah, uh, he's yeah. done a ton of visual effects stuff, and yeah, he he wrote and directed Muppets Haunted Mansion. They came out last year. I have to watch. I first off, I love the Muppets, man. Just anything, I do too. Anything Muppets, dude. I'm I'm a big fan. Um, I I never watched that. I don't know why I didn't watch that. I'll have to watch that with uh, with Jackson Sandy. Anywho, let's talk about She-Hulk because She-Hulk had their finale. Um, but what we'll do is we'll go ahead and stop this episode uh, so you guys can get two. Two for the price of one. Hot dog. Um, big thanks to MC Brooks. Big thanks to James Rambo for all that they contribute to this wonderful website and to this fantastic podcast. Couldn't do it without you, fellas. I appreciate you. You're the best. Uh, but also to all out there listening, thank you. And we appreciate you as well.
we wouldn't have this podcast if it wasn't for the listeners. So thank you very, very much. We'll be back. Make sure you tune into the next episode where we are talking about She-Hulk and its finale. So for all of us here at the Great Geek Refuge, uh, we love you. We appreciate you. And remember, together, there are no heights that we can't reach. I can't quite help it. It's overwhelming sometimes. I want to stick a cigarette in my eyes closed. Not sleeping, I'm stressed. You're dreaming, you're softly breathing while I'm Hyperventilating, pacing I'm losing my patience Feeling bad about shit I didn't do So dramatic, panicked I got pre-traumatic Stressed cause nothing happened yet But it did in my head I drive me mad I drive me absolutely crazy I feel bad for you cause I'm so fucking paranoid and sad All the time Thank you for listening to GGR Pirate Radio. Make sure you check out our website, greatgeekrefuge.com, for all of our awesome articles and wonderful podcasts. This has been Pirate Radio Network production, Juice Bags. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, boy. (laughs) 